The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, I'm Haley Hubbard, mom to three and wife to a country music star. And I'm Jess Diamond, registered dietitian nutritionist and mom to one. And this is Meaningful Living, a community to make parenting and life a little easier and a lot less lonely. Every week, we talk to experts, parents, and answer your questions to share the practical tips and real side of parenting we all need. Because when you remove the doubt, fear, and stress from everyday decisions, you create more time for the meaningful moments. It takes a village. We're so excited to share ours with you. Welcome back to Meaningful Living. We are here with Caroline Hobby today. Oh my gosh, you guys should see the rig that we have set up. (laughs) It's amazing. In process of still keeping it rigged. We're trying to keep the phone aligned. We are connected with one set of headphones and without Wi-Fi, and we're making it happen. It's great. I love it. I live like this. This is way better. This is meaningful living to me, is when you just make it work. I know. It doesn't have to be perfect. We think everything has to be perfect, but honestly, sometimes it's more fun when it's not. I'm just rolling with these punches. Well, I just want to brag on you for a second because you are so many things, and you do so many things. You are a Mother to Sunny, for anyone that doesn't know you yet, you're a mother to Sunny. You are a wife to Michael Hobby, who is what would you call him the the front man of a thousand, a thousand horses. horses? Gosh, you have a podcast, one of the top podcasts. <laughs> Get real with Caroline Hobby. Sorry, I just feel so close to you. Right now. <laughs> We're like literally bumping shoulders. I can smell your breath. It smells amazing. Oh I hope I don't have halitosis, and if I do, just <laughs> tell me how to fix it. <laughs> Because Jess, I, now that Jess is like a nutritionist, I'm like, you have all the answers that I need to ask you. She really does. She needs <laughs> to be on your speed dial. Yes. <laughs> but you are so many things. And I'm so excited to talk to you because we haven't caught up in... Some, I think it's been close time. to a year, which is kind of hard to believe. I know. Because we were hanging all the time. We were pregnant with your second. I'll never forget. So you got pregnant. Mm-hmm. We actually are recording my podcast when you got yes, pregnant. This is the a day you're moment. pregnant. Yes. And then I got pregnant right after and I had struggled trying to get pregnant. And then, so like we ended up having our babies. Lucas, like what? He's a month older than Sunny. When's his birthday? He's August 19th. Yeah. And Sunny September 10th. Yes. Yes. And then right when we, these children came into the world, like two or three months, Haley's like, yeah, I'm feeling great. I got my groove. She stopped breastfeeding. And then all of a sudden you got pregnant again. (laughs) I was like, oh my God, I am literally I have no idea how you're doing all this. That's probably why we haven't seen each other, honestly. <laughs> yeah. And then COVID hit and, you know. I know, but here we are and we get to have like a proper catch up. I'm excited. And it is full circle because you were the first podcast I was ever on. Do you remember how nervous I was? And the thing was, which is so amazing, and I love where you are with your life right now because your big holdup was you were scared of using your voice and finding your voice. And I will say you have found it. Oh, isn't that you. amazing? Thank you. Amazing. It is amazing. It feels there's been a lot of growth, I would say. So but I just think you. that's so amazing that one of your like your top fears was using your voice and now you are using your voice so boldly. I'm going to cry. Oh, right. That oh. is just so awesome. That is meaningful living right there. I mean, that is the thing to walk headfirst into something you're so scared of and then to turn it into something so powerful. I mean, is that not like is that not, are you so inspired with yourself? That's what we all should strive to, try yes. to strive to do. Yes, but you were really the inspiration because before that I was like, I definitely can't do a podcast. I can't even go on a podcast. I'm so nervous. 
You're so nervous. Yeah, I was like, I just don't want to do this. <laughs> but I did it for you. And, and, <laughs> and it was so good. I know. Now here we are. And it's so funny because Jess and I were originally not going to do a podcast. Our purpose was to just put out content, have a website, and just be a resource for parents. And then this came up and here we are. So you were the inspiration. It's awesome. I think it's so, it's just so cool. Those moments are so awesome in life. Oh, I know they are. And you are someone who's, I mean, found your voice so much and you've, I feel like you've gone through so many different seasons. You were on the amazing race, which that's a season of life that I don't even know about. So I want to know about that. You were also in Runaway June. Stealing Angels and then was started Runaway June. And I backed out gracefully right before they Got it. started okay. taking off because I had a meltdown that I knew I would not be able to handle that lifestyle anymore. Because <laughs> you know, road life is not for the faint of heart. And if you are not 100% in, if it is not a full hell yeah, mm. it's not fair to anybody. No. And you juggle both because Michael, your husband, is on the road. Is mm-hmm. he on the road right now? They're starting. They started back. Okay. But also you're juggling having your own podcast, a very successful podcast and being a mother, which is, those are all three very big roles. So how are you doing that? How are you juggling it all? And how do you fill yourself up? So I feel super blessed because I have been chasing something my whole life and I've been chasing a feeling my whole life, which is feeling worthy. It has been a feeling of trying to feel worthy, trying to feel valued and add value. And I struggled with that for a long time. I'm actually just now getting to the point where I feel like I'm starting to really get freedom from feeling unworthy because I started doing some deeper therapy and trying to unlock like, what is this in me that makes me feel like I'm not good enough? That makes me feel like I'm not worthy enough. That makes me feel like I'm not capable. Even though I look at my life and I've seen so many things that I have achieved, I still haven't felt like I am worthy. Like some people like just crush it. They do all these things. And they're like, yes, I'm a badass. I did that. Look at me. And I'm like, I'll do things that I still feel like I haven't accomplished anything or like I didn't deserve it. Or I don't know. I can't really describe it. And so I have been chasing, I started chasing. I thought if I could get into the limelight or have success or become like a famous singer or something, then I could find value and I would be value. And then all my problems would be solved of worthiness. <laughs> so yeah, I just, I started pursuing music. And that led me to having a record deal with two of my best friends still to this day, Jen Wayne and Taylor Lynn. Jen Wayne is the granddaughter of John Wayne and Taylor Lynn is the granddaughter of Loretta Lynn. And we got thrown into this just whirlwind of, it was so much, like I can't even just, it was so much energy. Like Taylor has so much energy and Jen has so much energy, not just like what they're putting out into the world, but like their life is so energetic. Their family history is so energetic. There's so much there. So like, I just had this, my eyes were just, I was from Waco, Texas. I grew up in a great family and it was a smaller town then. Now it's kind of blown up thanks to Chip and Joanna Gaines with Magnolia, but it was kind of like a smaller town. There weren't people who were doing a lot of entertainment stuff. So all of a sudden now I am locked up with two of the biggest superstar families in the world and I'm getting a fast pass backstage pass to like what it's like to be in these famous families. Like I'm seeing behind the curtain of everything. And I I started realizing, oh my gosh. And then I got, we started, we got a record deal. We started playing shows. I started getting to know other artists. And I started to realize 
Because I thought if you could just find value and be received by the world, then all of a sudden all your your problems would be solved and you would have worth and value and that's it. It's just done. I started realizing, oh my gosh, no. <laughs> like things actually get amplified. Things are harder. Like it is, you have all the same problems, if not more complex issues when you have all this fame attached to it. And I started to realize that no one has anything really figured out and that you have to become a work in progress. And I was led to therapy over my course of the course of 20 years of being here. I've started doing, I got into deep dives with that. I had eating disorders in my twenties and like I went through therapy to work through why I was, why I had those and what was the root of it. And I know we've connected on that before. And so I feel like at this point in my life, so that led, I'm kind of all over the place. That led me though, like to then do the amazing race after my band ended and I traveled the world and I got to see firsthand the amazing race throws you into cultural situations. You're not just going on like these grand trips. You're like going to Sri Lanka and you're getting in a tuk-tuk and you're hanging out with the locals and you're seeing people like how they actually live their life in these countries. And like we went to sweat factory and Jen made a shirt in a sweat factory next to women who that was their job. And it's like, I just got, because of this pursuit of me looking for my worth, which was in the entertainment industry, I found so much meaning in life because I got to connect with so many different types of people and people who I had on pedestals. And then like with the amazing race, people who were living completely different lives than me and completely different parts of the world. And I realized, oh my God, like there is no perfect formula. There is no perfection. There is no way to be. There is no comparison that you have to keep up with. There is no, we, I think especially like you can get in a little mindset or in a bubble that like certain people haven't figured out and you got to live your way this way. And there's a timeline and all this stuff, but there's not. And I think I had to just really go figure that out, that there isn't a certain way to do your life. And there's a lot of ways to be happy. And really, you can only find happiness when you find contentment and you find wholeness within yourself, which that has been my mission my whole life. I feel like sometimes my husband's like, do we have to have a therapy talk all the time? Like, can we just like (laughs) have a regular conversation? Does it always have to be so deep? And I'm like, I don't know how not to have deep conversations. (laughs) I've been on a quest for as long as I can remember. You're so good at having deep conversations. It's annoying. I'm so I get so annoyed with myself. I'm like, why can't I talk about anything else? I love death. <laughs> it's so it's exhausting. You really get to know a person that way. Yeah. I mean, Michael would be like, God, can I not know you so well? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh. So that led me to podcasting. So I after my band fell apart and once that ended, I that was the first time I realized because I started stealing angels in my early twenties and went it was in it until my late twenties. And I was like pouring my whole life, investing all my future into that. I thought this would be, this was the only thing I could do, would do, wanted to do. If this didn't work out, then I mean, my life was over and it didn't work out. And I thought my life was over. And then I realized my life is actually not over. And that's when the amazing race flowed into my life. I started realizing that when doors close, uh, other doors will open. And you have to learn that. And you only can learn that by walking through those situations. And now I've walked through so many of those situations that when a door closes, I'm kind of excited because I'm like, okay, where are we going now? You know, because it's always just to keep you evolving and to keep you moving towards reaching your highest and best self, which involves learning curves and growth spurts. And 
So now here I am at 40 and I feel like I'm still here learning these things. I am at a, I'm in one of the biggest growth spurts of my life right now because I'm, I finally am shedding old stories that I've been carrying around about myself for so long that have made me feel unworthy. Like I'm getting to the bottom of them. And that has been really like liberating narrative, like old narratives that just narratives need that, to go. Yeah. I've been, I was the youngest sister. I have an older sister who's amazing and she's great at everything she does. And she's a perfectionist. And I, she was like perfect at everything. And I always just didn't have that in me. Like, I'm just not that way. I'm not great at school and I'm not really going to ever be the leader of organizations. And I'm just not that person. And so I always kind of felt like I was never good enough or I never could do anything right. And it's nobody's fault. It's just life, you know, like life, you're affected by so many things in your life and birth order and your family and Mm -hmm. circumstances. And I'm just realizing that there is no perfect. And it is, you know, I I just, I carried on the story that I wasn't worthy or that I wasn't good enough or that I couldn't do anything by myself well or capable. And I'm starting to realize that's all just a lie. And also what am I trying to even prove to anybody? You know? Right. I loved every (laughs) word that you said. And I think what it comes down to, you said nothing's perfect and it's not. And I know that we know that we're like, Oh, no one's perfect. Nothing's perfect. But we have these perfect expectations for ourselves. And it isn't till we get older that we can look back and say, Oh, I don't need to be that perfect. But how can we teach our kids this? It's the start of the school year, which is exciting and exhausting all at the same time. We're completely in the thick of it right now. The early morning wakings, the change in routine, homework, it's absolutely exhausting. So it's not surprising that with all these changes that it's not uncommon for kids to have difficulty falling asleep or staying asleep throughout the night. And we know growing kids need sleep for healthy physical, mental, you know, emotional development. So this is where Boron's homeopathic sleep aid, Sleep Calm Kids, comes in. Sleep Calm Kids calms restless sleep so your child can fall asleep and stay asleep without feeling groggy the next day. What's key about their product is that it's made without melatonin because melatonin is actually a hormone and not so great to take on a regular basis. And because it's homeopathic, the gentle action of homeopathy makes it perfect for children. Instead of flooding our kids' system with a powerful hormone like melatonin or knocking our kids out with sedatives, it helps our kids balance their sleep-wake cycle, which means healthier sleep. Sleep Calm Kids offers calming relief of occasional sleepiness, restless sleep, intermittent waking, irritability, and even nightmares. Its blend of plant-based and other pure active ingredients helps restore a natural sleep pattern that's often disturbed by upsets, excitement, and changes in schedule. And the pre-measured liquid doses are so easy for kids to take. So there's no chewing or swallowing pills, and it's so portable. I put them in my purse. I have them on me. They're so easy. With Sleep Calm Kids, everyone can start the new school year off refreshed and ready to learn. Use code LIVING at checkout at boronusa.com for 20% off your first purchase of Sleep Calm Kids and any Boron products. These claims are based on traditional homeopathic practice, not accepted medical evidence, not FDA evaluated. What's the vibes? I'm EJ, head of special projects at DBA, and this is Who's On Content, a show that explores and dissects the influential, behavioral-altering power of content through thought-provoking, culturally relevant, and industry-shifting dialogues. We're chatting with social media platform leaders, 
marketers, journalists, and content creators contributing to the content shaping the global society we live in. I mean, folks, let's face it. Content is everywhere. It's visual. It's audible. Hell, it's even edible. Go with me for a second. The content of your favorite restaurant informs the content of your Yelp review. <laughs> See what we did there? Tune in to hear who's on content. At what point, like, when did we get that narrative that we had to be so perfect? And how do we help our kids not feel like they have to be so perfect? I know, because that need to be perfect is what led me to eating disorders, because I thought Mm -hmm. I had to have a perfect body. I didn't know how to get it. So I got on diet pills and fooled around with bulimia. And how old were you again? I started it in high school, late high school, and it kind of went into college. But I'm weird. Like, decades are really weird for me because when I was turning 30, I was still doing, I was still teetering with bulimia. I was still like totally unhealthy with food. I had a, I was very controlled by food. I was so afraid of it. And I did a lot of binging, a lot of starving, a lot of exercise, anorexia, a lot of diet pills. I mean, all sorts of manipulating to try to get this number on the scale. And I was turning 30 and I was like, I'm not going into a new decade with these problems. Like I will not go into a new decade and carry these old problems. I'm hitting 40 now. And I'm like, I am not going into 40 with the feelings that I am not fully whole. I will go into the, so I'm turning 39, July 30th. And I'm like, I just hired a life coach <laughs> for my business and for me. And I, we moved to a house that like, I like was really trying to manifest this environment. And I'm like, I feel my word for this year was alignment and I've gotten back into yoga and that has helped me so much. I mean, I have just been going to yoga and like, I will just be sobbing by the end of a session because like so much is coming out of my body and I'm just letting it come out. And so like my, I am not going into my forties, not feeling whole. I not have to be perfect. I don't have to have all the answers, but I will feel whole with myself. That is my goal for this next before 40. So that's my, my new decade goal. It's like, I'm not going in with feeling, I felt unworthy for so long and not whole, but like, I will be feeling whole going into forties and then I'll get new problems. So that'll be fun. I'm so impressed. So, so (laughs) much. So obviously we have connected on eating disorders and that has affected so much of our life. And how do you think that's changed how you parent Sunny? Has that impacted anything yet? Or have you seen it yet? Yeah. Yes, it has totally impacted how I parent Sunny. First off, I don't ever talk about weight or looks or anything in front of her ever. I don't, I mean, I tell her she's beautiful, but I tell her you're strong, you're kind, you are a great friend, you are great at sharing, you are so healthy. Like, I do not sit there and say, like, oh my God, you're so beautiful. You're the most beautiful thing. Look at you in your beautiful dress. Like, I don't, I mean, I will tell her she's beautiful, like I said, but like, I'm not focusing on what she's wearing. I don't care what she wears. She can pick out anything she wants. Like, I don't have an agenda for any of that. Like, I want her to just feel inclined to dress herself, to play. If she wants a Hershey kiss, like if she wants in the morning, I'm like, well, I mean, I like, what's that? What's the difference between having like two Hershey kisses in the morning or like chocolate chip waffles? I mean, you know, it's like, I'm, as long as she, as long as I have, I'm even more lax because I love sweets so much and I have such a junk food addiction that I like, I love junk food and I have a balance with it. I'm probably like 50, 50 of junk food to healthy food and I'm okay with that. And so I'm like, okay, as long as she's getting 
like vegetables or eating like an avocado a day. She's eating fruit in the morning. She's getting like a balanced meal. Like she can have treats every day. And like, I'm never going to say you can't have that. I'll just be like, okay, we can have that. But we're going to have something else. I don't ever want her to feel like yeah. she can't have something or like it's bad because I always felt like I had to sneak stuff. Like I was always like sneaking cookies under my bed, eating them or like driving through Taco Bell and like throwing the bag away before I got home. You know, I was always trying to like never let anyone know I was eating anything bad. Right. <laughs> That's actually the theme of the week right now. I've had so many clients that were, we've been talking about like the sneaky behaviors that happen because when desserts are so off limits in your house, you're still going to want them. You still see them. And then you start obsessing over them. And yes. then you start all the secretive shame and the hiding and all of that stuff. So good for you. I'm so impressed that you're using your past to change the way that you're doing it with her because that's, I feel like that's kind of the full circle of everything. And when we become a parent, we can reparent ourselves, right? And you can figure out why mm -hmm. you don't feel whole anymore, right? Or where that came from. And we just get to do it differently. And I think kids just push us to realize maybe all of those things that we've been feeling or haven't kind of worked through and it comes out in our parenting. And then all of a sudden we realize like, okay, maybe I need to work on that. Oh yeah. Kids are for sure our best teachers. Yeah. I have mad props for my parents. They have done such a great job, but like therapy wasn't a thing for my parents' generation. Like no. my mom is actually, she's a philosophy professor. She taught at Baylor University for a long time. She's done a lot of inner soul work and like analyzing. And so like, I actually feel like she's way ahead of the curve, especially for her generation. But it's like, you were just supposed to like take it on the chin and like tuck it, you know, tuck it inside of you and never tell anyone your pain mm. in our parents' generation, you know? And I am like opposite with Sunny. I'm like, I want to talk about all of your pain. I want to talk about anything. Like if you like, we're working on boundaries with like hitting and stuff, you know, sometimes she pushes boundaries and wants to hit. And it's like, I've struggled with that. Cause like, I don't know how to parent. Cause I'm like, I want to let her know that's not okay. But I also want to know like, why did you do that? Like what prompted you to do that? You know, like, let's talk about that feeling. Yeah. You know, like, let's get to the bottom of why. Like, my big thing is why for everything. Why are we doing it? Okay, because you're not, you're not a bad, you're not bad. You just, you don't know how to express yourself. So like, why are you, you're having these big feelings and you're wanting to react. So what was your big feeling? And let's talk about it and try to come up with a better answer. And I'm not telling, I'm not saying I do this right all the time because That's I so am healthy. a work in progress. Of course, I've never parented before, but I just know that like nothing she does is shameful it's just she has a feeling and we need to understand what it is. Just like I'm still at 40 trying to understand what the F my feelings are. <laughs> right? You know? Oh, I know. I feel like I tell Liv that every day. I'm like, I'm still learning this too. I'm learning with you because it's, I don't want her to think that I have it all together. And that is like the last thing I want. Because again, like, like you said, our parents' generation, they didn't have therapy. They weren't taught or I guess they were taught to just put everything under the rug, like you said. Yes. And, and so you didn't talk about that. And I thought my parents knew everything. Of course. And all adults. Like yes. once you get to adulthood, you just know everything. And <laughs> once I got to quote adulthood, whenever that was, I'm like, I don't know anything. I'm still a mess. And now I'm in my mid thirties and I'm very much still a mess. <laughs> exactly. This year, I've been trying to do small things to improve my overall health because in the end, you guys, it's the small, consistent things we do that matter. And taking a vitamin routinely has been one of those things. So no matter how dialed in our nutrition is, 
there will always be gaps. So taking a vitamin is a good idea. As a dietitian nutritionist, I'm very picky when it comes to vitamins and supplements I take and what I recommend. Ones that I know are of the highest quality, which is why we love Ritual. I have been taking Ritual for years now, as has Haley, and I recommend them to my clients all the time. And I've seen such a significant difference in my energy levels and my skin, my overall wellness with them. The ingredients are top-notch and the health benefits are undeniable. And I love knowing that I'm doing something each day that helps improve my overall nutrition. So if you're looking for a high quality multivitamin, I highly recommend Ritual's Essential for Women's 18 Plus Multivitamin. It's formulated by lots and lots of research to help fill in nutrient gaps in the diet of women 18 plus. It not only supports brain health, but also bone health and blood health and provides antioxidant support. And it's perfect if you're looking to boost your vitamin D levels. The best part is that you only need to take it once a day with or without food. Now, you guys, this is important. Ritual is committed to quality ingredients always, which means no shady stuff ever and they're delivered straight to your door. You guys, they make it so easy. And their products are designed to fit seamlessly within our daily routine, which I love. And it just means that we can make healthy choices without skipping a beat. If you're ready to discover your new favorite multivitamin, right now, Ritual is offering our listeners 10% off your first three months. Visit ritual.com living and turn healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off at ritual.com living. Try them out. Let us know what you think. Caroline, I have a question for you. You balance so much. I mean, you're doing so much. As a mom, and one, do you identify as a working mom? And two, do you have mom guilt around that? I have no mom guilt. And I think it is because I have set myself up. I've prepared for motherhood. Like I'm preparing for 40. I prepare for big milestones way before they come because I have struggled with anxiety for my whole life. And so I didn't even start trying to have a child until I was 34 years old because I wasn't ready. And then we struggled. I couldn't get pregnant, had a couple of miscarriages and it was, can't get pregnant again. Like I, we tried again. My body just is like, nope. I, so I feel like Sunny is my miracle baby. And if we get pregnant again, great. But it's, I'm so thankful to be her mother and how it all played out for us. But I prepared for motherhood so much that when I knew I wanted to be a mom, but I knew I wasn't ready for a long time because I was like, y'all heard my whirlwind of a tornado that I just dumped on y'all in the beginning. I don't even know if any of it made sense. <laughs> like I was pursuing all of these things that involved me to be busy and gone and giving myself to schedules and other people's agendas. And my husband is already in a band and was gone all the time. And so I realized when I started getting into my 30s, my band already was falling apart. So it's kind of like divine, even though that was really upsetting. And I was so lost for a while. I was kind of a blessing because I was like, I am ready to start thinking about motherhood. Like I really want to do this right for me because I, like I said, I've struggled with worth issues. I've struggled with not being enough. And so I wanted to make sure that I felt like I was enough to be a mom because I felt like if I don't get prepared for this, then I'm going to feel like I don't deserve this. I'm going to feel like I'm not enough. I'm going to feel, I just, I'm such an emotional person and I am, I get so overwhelmed with my emotions that if my emotions are not in the right place, they will take me down to the ground and like literally eat me alive. 
And I knew that if I was going to be a mom, I needed to have emotional strength and be in a lifestyle that I felt prepared to be a mom or else I would have all the mom guilt and mom. I think it, it would debilitate me. And so I was like, okay, I am podcasts weren't around yet, but I was like, I am going to start a podcast. <laughs> I had this friend, I was going to maybe try to blog or something, but I, I just decided to start a podcast. And I also am that kind of person. Once I like decide I move at lightning speed, like I, once it all comes into line for me, it is no stopping. I am a train on a track and it is rolling. And so I got all the equipment, all the stuff, not know what the Y'all cuss on her now. Don't know what in the world I was doing. <laughs> and I just got moving so fast that I actually called my podcast Hyper Caroline Hobby because I was so hyperactive getting this thing going that I that's how I felt. I was projecting, I named it how I was feeling. Like hyper, like this, just moving so fast, so fast, so fast. I gotta do this. I gotta make this happen. I can't fail because I was leaving a record deal to nothing. And I'm like, I'm not gonna leave these dreams that I came here to pursue for 10 years to then do nothing with my life. And little did you know, you were like the OG. You were a trailblazer in this because now a lot of people have podcasts, us included. (laughs) I did not mean to be a trailblazer. I don't think of myself as a trailblazer. I think it was desperate. My whole life has just been desperation. It's been like, okay, I'm desperate to make sure I accomplish something. So I started Get Real and I had so much in, this is why I do believe in manifesting. I had to make this successful because I was like, I am not going to just not do something impactful with my life. Like I have this, and I think feel like a lot of us have this, I have a need to impact. And so I started this podcast and my first guest was Darius Rucker, which was amazing. And it just started to snowball and it really took off. And I ended up signing with Bobby Bones with iHeart and he was been a great supporter and it's led to just so many amazing conversations with people and so much, what has happened is so much healing has happened for me because I've interviewed all these people who are living incredible lives like you, Haley, and so many other women and so many other people who are actors and singers and best-selling authors and entrepreneurs. And it has healed so much in me realizing that all these people we put on pedestals are just people. And they have Mm -hmm. come from so much pain and trauma and suffering and rejection and heartbreak and hard life stories that they've had to overcome. But the common ingredient is they keep moving forward and they don't throw in the towel. And yes, there's going to be moments where you do hit breaking points that are like so incredibly rock bottom and hard to get up from. But these people get up. And that has been what I have realized is you can always find a little way to move forward. And you just have to be in touch with what is that calling in your heart. And even if you don't know what in the world you're doing or how to get there, just start figuring out an outlet that feels aligned, that feels good and move in that direction and just keep moving and you will end up somewhere beautiful, but you have to keep moving, even if it's just at a freaking snail's pace. You've done so much healing and you created such an impact, but I'm so proud of you for doing that because it's been fun to watch. And I mean, I've learned so much through you and I feel like that's when I do my best reflection is when I hear other people's stories. Me too. And it's so healing for me.
You guys, no one likes getting sick, especially during the school year. But sometimes, no matter how hard we try to avoid it, pink eye or an earache can strike. And when they do, it can really disrupt your family's normal daily routine. I know we've been dealing with that. Suddenly, you have to miss a day of school or make a trip to the doctor, which is never fun or convenient. So we highly recommend having a fully stocked first aid kit at all times. This has been such a game changer for us, but especially at the start of the school year. And Similison Pink Eye Relief and Earache Relief are staples we have on hand all the time and have been loving. With Similison products in the medicine cabinet, you can be prepared for anything. Similison Pink Eye Relief is the number one best-selling pink eye drop, while Similison Earache Relief has been voted number one ear pain relief brand by pharmacists for eight years in a row. So when those inevitable childhood illnesses strike, reach for Similison and breathe a sigh of relief. You can find Similison products at any major retailers. When your family needs relief from pink eye or an earache, choose Similison. Made with natural active ingredients, not harsh chemicals, so you can feel good about feeling better. Similison is sold at a store near you in the eye care and ear care aisle. The Similison team wants you to be prepared for the school year, so they are offering a sweepstakes for a $500 Visa gift card and a Similison School Essentials prize pack. Go to similisonusa.com slash win to enter. That's S-I-M-I-L-A-S-A-N-U-S-A.com slash win and include meaningful living in your entry. Something I wanted to ask you is something you were talking about beforehand, if you're okay with talking about Oh, yeah. You said you were in a season of purging. Tell me about that. Okay, so I just cut my hair. I've had long blonde hair as long as I can remember. I've literally, and this goes back to like the body image and the worth. And I haven't cried yet, but I'll probably cry now. I have always felt like if I wasn't the picture perfect image of what the world thinks is beautiful, then I am not beautiful. <laughs> that's so oh, sad. I know. I know. You are beautiful. But it's like, but like I, that's, I felt, but it was for other people. I felt like I, everything I have done f- for so much of my life, it was for me to be validated, but I needed other people to like me. I wanted to be accepted. I wanted to be someone that everyone thought was great. So then I could feel validation and feel love and feel worthy and all these things. And so it's like beauty played into that. And it's like, okay. But I thought, okay, so long blonde hair to me was like a, what, like a thing of beauty, like a, what is that word I'm looking for? A symbol of beauty. Like if you can have like long blonde hair and, you know, I used to like to do, wear a lot of cleavage and tight fitting clothes, especially that played into being in the music industry and like, just getting validation for your body and your image. And I needed that for a while. I, I used that for a while. Not, and that wasn't the only part to me. Like I still had a great heart and I was a good person and all that. But like I wanted that validation as well because I wanted everyone to like me across the board for everything. So let me be as beautiful as I can make myself and then I'll be liked more. So having Sunny, all of a sudden I was like, no. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this anymore. Like I love beauty and I admire beauty, but I'm not going to chase this idea of beauty for other people anymore and be that to Sunny. Like I need her to see me loving myself as I am. And so I've just in this process of figuring out why am I doing anything and then only do it because I love it. (laughs) 
I'm just so proud of you. And I'm so grateful to be sitting here with you and having these conversations because I mean, I know how precious this time is and emotional energy. And so we're just grateful. But this is life-giving to me. To have these kind of conversations is what I live for now because I get to hang out with a friend. I get to meet a new friend. We get to talk about things that really actually matter and can impact and help. And another thing, we were talking about working out again, like how much it feels good to work out again. It's a game changer. Like when you said you were doing yoga this morning, I was like, yes. Like it just... It resets me. It completely resets me. And I feel like I can give more to the people around me and myself. But that's like me giving to myself so I can give to the people around me. It's just, it's been life changing because I haven't done it in years. Me either. I had not worked out in three years. I know I had even worked out with you a little bit here and there, but like I had not committed to a practice of working out. And something else I would say for someone is like, there are seasons because like when I was pregnant, and when I had Sunny for the first year, I was so deathly afraid of miscarrying when I was pregnant. And I was then when she was first born, I was just so wrapped up in that world and also had so much anxiety about everything that I just was not in a place where I could give any of my time to working out. Like it just, I wasn't available for it. And I'm totally fine with that. And my body and my inner system told me that. Like I knew that I did not want to work out. It was not on my radar. I was not feeling like I had space for it in my life. It was not something I wanted to do. I wasn't in a place where I wanted to commit to like being healthy in my body either. Like I just didn't want to be healthy in my body. I wanted to eat ice cream and Doritos and like stay on the couch with Sunny and be in a tiny little cocoon. And that is fine. And then when she started going to school, I was like, it is time for me to get back into yoga. And I knew and a little door opened up and I could have easily not prioritized making yoga back into my life. But that's the thing I would want to tell women listening to this is if you get a little space and you know you need to have an avenue for self-care in your life and you know you need it and you're craving it, you have to carve that space out for yourself somehow because it truly changes your whole life. Like yoga has helped me so much spiritually and like working through all this purging and like all these old stories that I've told myself and finding wholeness. Like I've done so much of my healing on the yoga mat. Like I will leave yoga in I will stay on my mat for like 10 minutes after just sobbing my eyes out because I'm unlocking something and I'm releasing it. And it has been so such a healer for me that I've been able to apply to my life and bring home to my family and change my energy. So it's not just to me. I mean, being strong is actually the second part of it. That's not the first reason why I go. It's for mental health, really. Right. Thank God for yoga. Jess, I want to say I am so inspired by your story. You are such an inspiration and to, oh God, you're going to make me cry. I don't even know you, but like to see your fight and your positivity with like walking through cancer and being a mom and all of that. And like, it's so much emotional, so many emotional things you've had to go through and physical and so many hard things and to see the person that you are and how you're using that to share with others through this podcast and through your work and the mom that you are, it is truly inspiring. Like amazing. You're such an inspiration. And Haley, you of course are such an inspiration to me and have been for so long. Thank you. The feeling so mutual. And I've loved our little close podcast session. (laughs) But Jess, you're a warrior mama. I mean, that's incredible what you've walked through as a new mom. Thank you. That is truly the sweetest. You're going to make me cry now, but I just love hearing, I was listening to a couple of your podcasts before, and it's just hearing people's journeys, I think just give us life, like you were saying, like 
truly give us life. And I hope that by sharing my journey with as many people as I can, that it can give people life, whether they're going through something similar or just something completely different, but you just feel like your life just turned a corner that you never saw coming. And how do you get through? And I will agree with you, like sharing. I think one thing I have learned from this podcast more than anything is you have to share. Like, even if you don't want to share on a public platform, if you don't feel like that's where you have to share, you have to figure out a place to share your deepest, darkest secrets or your deepest, darkest shame or your deepest, darkest fears yes. or your deep whatever you're going through that is so overwhelming that you want to bottle up and keep inside because it's too hard to talk about. But those are the things you actually need to share with a safe person who will give you love and comfort and push you in a positive direction. Like, I feel like every person needs to find a place to share because if you keep all that bottled up inside, you can't go at this alone. We need support. And everybody has gone through everything that's happening in the world. 100%. Like whatever someone is walking through, there is someone else out there who maybe hasn't walked through it, but can relate and can support. And we need support. And I have found so much healing in the support. Have you found that, Jess, by sharing your story? The support has been overwhelming. Overwhelming is not even the word. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like absolutely, it like shocks me any single, any time I put anything out there. But there's also something that's so healing, even before I get any response for something that I put out, just being able to say it out loud. There's something about being able to say it on a microphone or to a person or whatever it may be before the response happens that is so therapeutic, so therapeutic. It's like we go into this fog of this world that we don't really know what just happened. And by kind of memorializing that or giving space for it or actually talking about it, I actually think that more than anything allows us to then move forward. I agree because people feel like they have to keep all these things so private and it's also personal and it's nobody wants to share, but it's like when you can let it out and share it, you're like you said, then uh, my friend Taylor, she's in recovery and she always told me secrets keep you sick. Like see, and I'm not saying like Mm -hmm. sick, but like if you have to keep this in all by yourself, you create your own stories and your own, you create all these barbed wire fences around this, this situation that you're in and you have no one to pull you out of the dark holes. When, if you can share it and people who are walking with you and supporting you or going through something similar, then you can lift each other up and you realize everybody has something that is so painful that they need support and we need to support each other. And there's nothing shameful about any of it. Like we're just humans navigating this hard existence. And right. we've we got to lean. Grace. We, we need grace and friends and support. and Yes. All of it. Thank you for being a part of it and part of our village. <laughs> Officially, you've always been part of our village, but I'm happy to have you on the podcast and sharing your stories because you are going to inspire so many people. Well, I if love you, you guys. You. And I love you. My favorite thing to do is talk to women who are healing. <laughs> like women who are healing themselves and others is like my favorite thing because we all need it. Amen. We hope you found something meaningful from this episode. It'd mean the world to us if you'd take a second to rate, review, and follow the show and tell your friends about it. It's the best way to support the show. And if you have any questions you want us to cover on the show, call our voicemail line at 833-444-FULL. We want to hear from you. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Meaningful Living and visit our website, MeaningfulLiving.com for resources, courses, and to shop our favorites. Can't wait to see you next week.